The world is old and the powers are weary. The god at the door of night has fallen and the great enemy of the world has come back from the timeless void. The shadow has awakened the great evils to regain dominion over Ardar. Darkness shall cover the land if not for the deeds of a small fellowship of elf friends. Join the players of this Dungeons and Dragons campaign as they fulfill the events of the Dagor Daggeron prophecy and strive with Morgoth on the plains of Valinor. Welcome to the Undying Lands in Part 3 of the Inglorian Bastards Trilogy, Trials of the Valor. Alright guys, so you are back in Ilmarin. The largest dragon was killed by such a small creature. Ooh, I like it. It's poetic. Uh, let me show you what some of these people look like. Uh, I haven't been doing that very well. So uh, so here... Also, don't forget we, we grabbed the body of... Arian, or Arendil, yeah. Um, here's Tillian. Um, so this was the, the guy that was sort of escorting the moon across the sky. This was uh, Aonwe when you met him in the pass, and he, he dragged Tillian back to Ilmarin, or teleported him. Um, and then this is Arendil, the half-elven. Or like the dead. And then, I don't know if I showed you Ingwe, but he, he is your kind of your tour guide here. He's the one that's been telling you about everything. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so you have the dead body of Arendil, Arian, and Tillian is actually standing uh, up near Vanya and Ulmo. Uh, Vanya is the one that you just freed. Um, she she is she was actually the Valar of Okrin, the uh, the, the bard character that passed away. Um, and this was her trial that you did. And um, she's she's kind of like moving around now, and and she. You know, she comes up and thanks you for for what you've done. Um, and Aonwe, Aonwe would be there as well. Um, so he is uh, he is very happy to see Arian, but obviously doesn't get very close uh, to her. And um, and so I guess now before we start kind of the next part of this, you probably guys you probably want to do some heals. Um, I don't know if you want to do like a full heal or you know a short. Like a full heal is definitely the move. Okay. Yeah, is it like a full rest, you mean? Yep, like a long rest or a short rest. We don't need rests. We're men. Tessero <laughs> uh, just survived a nuclear explosion, so. <laughs> yeah, you guys see, you guys see Tessero come through the portal, and he's like black and charred. <laughs> yeah, I've been there freaking someone. I'm like, holy shit. That's why I like him getting blasted through the portal. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that'd be funny. Like, Tessero comes comes shooting through the portal, like, slams on the floor, skids to a stop, and is like, oh my god. He does a little roll at the end like he used to. <laughs> that was his that was his signature move. Um, all right, so um, if you guys want to do some heals, um, yeah, let's take a good old rest. Uh, so I have like the, I have the next part of this sort of planned out. If you want to, if you guys have time still, yeah, okay. Um, so as you guys are are sort of doing this and um, getting all your spell slots back and all your and you know all of your heals back, uh, Aonwe would come up to each of you and say um, he would look at each of you uh, and study you, and his eyes would affix on a Zelendor. Uh, and you know he it seems like he was studying each of you and 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 he says each of you have a part to play in in the grand battle 
And he says, for for your uh, bravery, Zelendor, finding where Aryan laid um, and um, sort of granting speed to those around you, um, uh, I believe this is your part to play in it. And he says, I, I told you that I would be eternally indebted to you uh, for for those if you if you went to save Aryan. Um, so he, um, you see him like he comes in and he embraces a Zelendor and you see him kind of like, uh, phase out and kind of like a similar thing that you saw with, um, with Turin, um, what happened to Faradir, uh, same thing that's, that's kind of happening to Zelendor and, uh, Zelendor, you now have these boons. Let's see here. Um, so as soon as, uh, Aonwe disappears, uh, Ingwe would say, "Hail the Avatar of Aonwe," and and they're talking about a Zelendor. You are granted the fly speed at twice your normal movement speed. Yeah, so I'm always flying. Like I'm hovering. Is that the idea? You not always. Um, you're you're not hovering. You're not a hovering creature, but you can choose to fly. Instead of some yep. pretty cool. How many times can I like knock back hoes? No, like no. You just have you have the knockback feature. Oh, so if I strike somebody with a melee or ranged weapon, they they get knocked back. Is that it? Correct. Well, that's pretty freaking cool. Oh, and, that's neat. And for you, Burn, for carrying the sun, you get a participation trophy. <laughs> for feeling up the sun. No, you. I mean, you could ask him. Uh, he you, he. Burn, we say thank you. <laughs> he he hinted. Um, he hinted that each of you have a part to play in this. So he seemed like he was studying each of you. Um, and, and he was questioning who to bestow this, this boon on. Um, and he, he chose his Elendor. So if you want to, if you want to, purpose, no, there's a purpose. If you want to ask somebody like why that might've happened, then you're welcome to. Yeah, there's why me. Well, (laughs) well, he, he told you what you did to earn it, but if you want to, if you want to, he went to save Ari. Well, he was the first to find that he asked and sort of both like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean well, why did you yeah. Well Aonwe is not there anymore. Um but he's inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> I like where this is going. Well he did say he was very excited that he <laughs> did give him an embrace. <laughs> well <laughs> so Ingwe would say Ingwe would say that it, it according to you know the way he took it was that Aonwe could basically see each of your parts of, you know, uh, and, and that maybe this, maybe this was Zelendor's part to play in this, to, to become, um, and again, I'll read it to you. So Prophecy of Mondos Part 2, uh, says, in that day, Tolkis shall strive with Morgoth, and on his right hand shall be Aonwe, and on his left hand, Turn, Turnbar. And this is describing the last battle. So, yeah, so um, out of those three people so far, two are accounted for, in, in a sense. Wait, who's the guy who, who is, is in the middle? Tolkis? He's Tol- a, one of the gods, I can't remember. He's the god of wrestling. Wrestling. That's right. He's like the strongest of all the gods. Mm, right. Mm. And, He's probably going to end up being then. You never know. Um, you guys have you guys have found out a little bit about Burns' part to play in the prophecy already. All right, is everybody healed? Just on the. Are we taking a long rest? Isn't he supposed to be the incarnation of Durin? Yeah, during the Deathless. That is correct. So, um, well, actually, you have one Silmaril. And, no, no, I know, but... And, 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 we have, and, like, a Silmaril gauntlet we can put them in. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, 
Morgoth had a crown that put all three symbols in it. Um, so if you want to give that to Ingwe, he will deliver it again like he did the second. All right. Um, so you guys are here on uh, in Elmarin, um, and Vanya would. Um, we we had talked about this already, but you guys essentially are choosing the next of the, um, and I'll share that with you as well. Um, let's see, it's under miscellaneous. I think it's uh, it's called the Octogram of Ilmarin. Have you seen this before, um, Charlie? Did I show this to you? Uh, I believe you did. Okay, so you've you've completed the trial of Ulmo and the trial of Vanya just now. And I believe you are um, you're taking on the trial of Irmo. Um, and by the way, the the other name for Irmo is uh, Lorien. Um, and so you you were thinking that you would try to go uh, regain a golden Malorn nut from the golden forest in Lothlorien back on Middle Earth. Just do it. Yeah, it was a good plan. I remember we were saying like we just have to pick up a nut. And bring it. <laughs> it feels like it's gonna be harder than that. Yeah. Um, so what could go wrong? does someone want to share? Um, a nut is attached to something's body. <laughs> do we have like a picture that way we can uh, show Galadriel and be like we're looking for these nuts? So if you if you ask about Galadriel, um, Galadriel's not there anymore. Yeah. Oh right, right. Yeah. If you ask about Galadriel, they would say that she has um, sort of come home uh, as have all of the elves basically uh, except for maybe one or, I would imagine or, at this point Lorien's just not uh, doesn't have that same charm to it yeah who, who moved in after uh, the elves left well the, the power elves. of the, the power of her ring wasn't protecting that area anymore yeah right that's what I'm saying so bad shit yeah. so it's probably just a normal forest right so I there's a lore card here uh, that I'll share with you um, and I so you, you got this lore card back in the first part of the campaign. Um, the Malorn trees are similar to beech trees. Um, and, uh, and and so as you're discussing this, um, you know, I, I don't know if this sounds familiar to anybody, but think think back to all of the descriptions that I've given you. Um, this is not just a, a description of a tree that you saw in La Florian. Something else reminds you of, of the description. Um, the leaves are green above and silver beneath. And clear gold in the autumn. Is it a reference to like the two trees that started in all sort of things? Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. Go ahead, Marco. Yeah, so it's one of the two trees of light that gave the so the Malorn trees are descendants of Laurelin, one of the two trees. Um, just like the white tree of Gondor was a descendant of a descendant of Telperion, the other tree. Okay. Charlie, you were actually a good addition to the group, I think, when it comes to strategy. Yeah. Thank you. Back on Middle Earth. All right. So you guys, um, you come out of the portal. Uh, let me let me put the portal back on the map here. You you appear back in Lothlorien, uh, hence the Lothlorien music that you hopefully heard. Um, I don't know if it's still playing, but it should be. Um, the difference, though, when you get here, um, you're, you're, uh, let's see, who would notice this? Uh, so, Zelendor, you've been to Lothlorien. Um, yeah. you, you set up camp on the other side of the Misty Mountains, but you've definitely been over here. Um, Burren, you walked through here. Uh, Tessero, you've been through here. And Faradir has been also been through here. Um, and the first thing that stands out to you all is that there are um, no Malorn trees. What? That they're um, all of the Malorn trees are dead and gone, and oh, and you and something moved in. And you, um, obviously there are no elves. It's lacking that sort of, that magical feeling that you, you know, this, the... Well, there's no way we're just going to walk in here and collect the nut and leave without problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you, you think Galadriel would bring a nut with her? You would think so, right? Yeah. 
She just forgot it. Did she give Sam one, or did she just give him soil? Can't remember. Oh, she did give him something, didn't she? I think it was just soil, though. Wait, he gave no. like her hair. Yeah, no, she she gave she gave Sam a, a plant of some sort. Um, um, so, are we gonna address the Arwen in the room? <laughs> <laughs> So one of those things where like we don't really see him. It's a girl. It's a girl. Arwen. Yeah, Arwen. It's the same Arwen. That, that's. Oh, it is. Yeah. Did she die? She no, died. she died. But she didn't die. She's So so it, the year is is fourth age two eleven. Um, and again, and that's, it fits perfectly into our timeline, but this is actually canon as well. So you come back to Lothlorien and, um, as you're walking through the woods, just searching for a Malorn tree, you, um, you come to a place that I don't know if any of you would know. I think Faraday would probably know some of the, the place names. Um, but you, you come to a place called, um, uh, Karen Amroth. Uh, which is um, it's the hill of Amroth, uh, who was a who was an elven leader, and um, up on top of the hill, you'd sort of see like an like an aged um, Arwen. Uh, hey, computer died, and I missed all of that. Yeah, it's cool. We said we'd go back. Arwen's uh, old. Um, so you? Oh yeah, she's really old. Yeah. So so um, so you you are wandering through Lothlorien, um, looking for the, any sign of a golden Malorn tree, and you come to a place that you remember was called Karen Emroth named after it's, it's basically a hill named after one of the one of the elves Emroth um, and um, on top of the hill you see movement and then someone that you recognize um, and that's uh, you can move your tokens over to Arwen if you'd like so you see sort of an aged Arwen and I would know her, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Burn has met her. Is she, like, human now? Didn't she, like, choose, like, a mortal life? Oh, that was just in the movie. Oh. That was, like, some weird movie bullshit. Oh, okay. Well, uh, not necessarily. Um, she, she, she basically forsook the light of her people, right, um, to go to the Undying Lands. I mean, she's not human, but um, she's... She's she, not an immortal anymore. She's not an immortal. Oh, no. She, uh, and so she would greet you, um, she, she greets, uh, she recognizes Burren, uh, cause Burren's actually been to Rivendell, um, and probably Faradir too. So she would greet both of you, um, as, as old friends and, and say that, um, she's, that her, her king has just passed. Um, Aragorn? Aragorn. Yeah. Well. Um, he died of old age and his son took the throne. Um, but it's, it's, she says that it's, it's her time to sort of pass on and that she came back here, um, to the place where they were engaged, Karen Amroth. And, uh, and this is, this is where she, she's going to sort of fade, fade away. It was Aragorn's, Aragorn's son, or her, her son too? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so is the kid like half elf or no? Um, but elves aren't really a thing anymore, or yeah. they are, or sort of. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I think he lit, I mean, he's, whatever he is, he's part Dunedain, right? So, yeah, he, yeah, he would live uh, a long life. How long did Aragorn a long time. He was he was like uh, I think he was like seventy or uh, ninety or something when when we knew him in Lord of the Rings. Wait, really? Yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was, um, you know, he so that was that was in the third age, sort of the end of the third age. Um, and then he, he died in two ten in the fourth age. One hundred ninety-seven or something. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Um, and so so she just tells you all of this. Uh, you can ask her anything if you'd like. I mean, you see, you've seen no sight, no sign of a Malorn tree. Well, I guess that it just—it's fair to sort of realizes how how much time passed. So, yeah. 
the last time that we were Aragorn, he was uh, talking about helping Aragorn like uh, fight the um, fight Arthur, right? That's right, and he has a very special connection to uh, Aragorn, right? Mm-hmm. You want to tell Charlie what you remind the others? Basically, my uh, family and I was tasked with uh, protecting the royal line, like Aragorn's line, uh, teaching them how to survive in the wild. I think it was, I can't remember if my grandfather and mother died. Yeah, so it was your grandfather. Obviously, died protecting Aragorn's grandfather or his son. I yeah. yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Arathorn was was uh, Aragorn's gr- uh, father, and his grandfather uh, had a different name. I, I forget, um, but he died sort of uh, north of Rivendell in the mountains. And he was killed by a, a troll, a mo- like a mountain troll, and uh, and. Faradir's grandfather would have also been killed in that fight. And at one point, Faradir bumped into Aragorn, and because of all the things that he had been doing, he he was given a special title. Uh, do you remember what the title was? Uh, Thingol. So I'm sad that Aragorn's passed, but I'm glad that he lived a full life and that his son is still ruling the kingdom of a reunited kingdom. That's right. Yeah. Where the Malons at? Oh, she there says. Firm, but reassuring pat on the back to Faraday. <laughs> so, uh, so she would say, so you seek the Malorn tree, which has has been gone for for a very long time since the passing of my kin. Um, she says, uh, why do you seek this tree? She, she says to restore the light of. Um not tell Perry the other one, right? Laurelin. Laurelin. She says that's impossible. The Silmarils have, have been missing uh, for... Uh, I told you, maybe yeah. they're not so missing. <laughs> well, she gets she gets a big smile on her face, and you see her face filled with hope. And she says, um, well, if that is the case, then I'm afraid. And uh, she looks like she's going to deliver some bad news, and then her eyes fall upon Tesserow. And she, she comes up to Tessero and she kind of like puts her hands on his cloak and turns him around. And um, and as she touches the cloak, you see like the silver and green in the cloak turn oh, yeah. gold around her fingers. Oh, am I in the tree? You gotta get my nuts. <laughs> Well, the the really funny part about that is Laurelin is sort of the the female uh, tree. <laughs> so remember, Tessero is turning into a tree very slowly. Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, and your your cloak has um, undergone several changes. I think the last time I alluded to this, you were in Aqualunde, right on the shore of Amman. It was in the second campaign, um, and you were talking to the, the to the king of the Teleri, and he he mentioned that your cloak was sort of changing color, and it reminded him of a, a certain tree. Um, Arwen would would. Um, would say there is still hope um, uh, as long as Tess- Tessero is alive. Um, oh, and, and she. She says that. Um, she she meant. Tessero's like, I'll deliver the final blow. There's nothing more I can add to this part. <laughs> uh, well, I, all of you have a part to play in this, uh, she says. And um, I will share something with you very quickly before I, I ask you to read a lore card. Um, so. Take a look at this circles of the world, um, and there's a lot of information on here. But the in the top circle, if if you could sort of just take a look at the what's inside of the pink is basically the lands of Middle Earth, right? On the left, you have uh, Amon where the gods live. On the right, you have a bunch of lands that really none of the Lord of the Rings books really touch on very much. In the center, um, so you're really the the land that you're familiar with is sort of north central. Um, right. But if you look above 
too. The Ambalarians there, yeah. Um, so this was before the world was broken. Oh, actually, this, is, this might actually be... Yeah, this is before the world was broken. Um, so you see where Taniquetal is on the left. That's the that's the mountain where Ilmarin is. Um, to the north of that, you see the how the white sort of connects over there to the to the central landmass. That's the white. That's the icy area that you just were in. Um, and above that, there's a line that tr- sort of traverses east and west. It's called the uh, Aloroi Male uh, and uh, it's the Path of Dreams. Um, I don't know. Do you re- you guys remember me talking about that at all? When, when we were talking about the ways to get to Tol Arisea, um, so you, you remember some some of you took a boat. Um, one of you was teleported um, through a through a portal that you of your own creation. Um, but you remember Okrin's character actually traveled the path of dreams because he was a Maiar. He was able to do that. Um, if you could look in your lore current session, uh, Alore Male. Someone want to read that? I got it. The only path that the Atani human people can travel to see the blessed realm. Young children after, often awoke in the cottage of Ospite. Which was on Tolerasea. And Faradir actually did that as a child. Um, so it, it, it's kind of like a portal uh, between Middle Earth and and the blessed realm um and arwen would tell you that the portal that you've been using from elmarin uses the alore male the path of dreams um and she would tell you that there are guardians uh that surround the path of dreams that she refer to uh she refers to as um the great glow worms uh she also as she's as she's telling you about them she refers to them as like spark dragons or light drakes she uses all three terms synonymously all of this is canon by the way um so does somebody want to read the great glow worms and that will sort of describe what she tells you about them where is that found also in the same place uh, uh current session Oh, great glowworms. Great glowworms are said to have cracked about borders of Alore Male, the path of dreams, often referred to as a spark dragon or light drake. These creatures feed off the energy of other living things, plant and animal. That energy feeds into their lifeline or their venom. Beware the stinger attack. They have limited stinger attack. Um, so, well, when you ask her about that, she says that um, in addition to in addition to the living things that the great glowworms have been feeding off of, they fed they fed off the light of the trees, um, and then and then the 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 sort of the essence of the golden malarns from Lothlorien for over twenty thousand years um, between the two, and um, she says if you're looking for a way to uh, and she looks at Tessero and she says, sorry to say, speed up the process. Um, you would need the venom of the great glow worms. Speed up the process of me becoming a tree? She said you said you were seeking uh, a golden malorn. This is the only way. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Like a permanent tree? Like a permanent, like fixed tree? Or like one of those walking trees as he is now. Like an edge. She says, that's, I've been, I've been away from my people for so long. I, you know, there's no more that I can tell you, but perhaps the, you know, the magic or, or not the magic, she wouldn't say the magic. She would say the power of my people would be able, you know, to help you once you get back to Ilmarin. She says, whatever you do, um, she, she says, if you want to encounter a glowworm, don't go straight through the portal. Uh, or, 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 or she says, don't proceed through the portal. Go into the portal and then delay. Uh, and she says, you will be on the path of dreams. She says, but whatever you do, do not stray from the path. Okay, so we have to go into the path of dream, walk it, not stray. Tessera is going to become a tree. We well, bring him, immediately. But he will bring him back to God. They somehow circumcise this tree. 
<laughs> you guys following all of this? He becomes a eunuch. Charlie's actually uh, summing it up pretty well. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. So there, so Laurelin and Telperion, right? Those were the two trees. Um, there's a there's a trial for each of them. You guys selected the golden tree, not the silver tree, and that's Laurelin. Its descendants were the golden Malorns, which were only found on Numenor, which is now sank, uh, has sunk in under the ocean, and Lothlorien. You came to Lothlorien to find a nut so that hopefully you could sort of, um, not these nuts, but that nut, um, so that you could essentially uh, you know, maybe grow a sapling of a uh, of a, uh, a Laurelin descendant and then use the light of the Silmaril to sort of recharge it. Except you got here and, and found out there were no more golden Malorin trees. Um, Arwen just told you that really the only Malorin that's left is growing sort of within and on Tessero and that it's taking a really long time but if you need the tree that the the way that you would you would sort of fuel it um, its growth and its its progression is to get the the venom of the great glowworm um, which it covets um, and it's been it's been sort of taking the energy from the Malorns when they were when they were alive uh, for thousands of years um, and so to take their venom back would sort of feed into your your progress so would, would Tessero be she said collect it she didn't specify how but she would tell you based on the lore card that you just read that um these these glowworms um they like i said they 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 consider their venom to be their life blood it kind of courses through them in some ways um but is most potent in their stinger and um they and it works a little bit like um like a baby snake right so you know baby snakes they can't really control their their venom. So if you get bit by a baby snake, in a lot of cases, the species, it will just like inject all of it. An adult snake will only inject some and save the rest for, you know, subsequent attacks. Um, and and it, a lot of it depends on sort of the size and the age, right? And so the great, great glowworms work the same. They have a limited amount of stinger attacks, but it's not clear on, on any given attack whether it's going to use the stinger or how many stinger attacks it has. All right, so what well, uh, to do? Let's go to the path of dreams. All right, and you've also found out that the, you have you've been traveling the Alora Male. They've been sort of tapping into that um, as the pathway to all the places that you've gone. Um, and and sh- her directions were to basically not step through, but to kind of like go into the portal and stay there. Um, and then you'll be on the path of dreams. And she said she cautioned you to just n- whatever you do, do not step off the path. All right, so you guys gonna go follow her inst- instructions? Absolutely. Let's do it. Max. Though this marks the end of the episode, the road goes ever on. Until next time, join us at longwinded.one and consider giving us a review on Apple Music, Spotify, or really whichever platform you choose. 